Vince McMahon is going to love this. It did not go over well then. I hate it. I hate it so much. You have three points, sir. I always like to chime in. Thank you for asking. It involved pee. Vince is probably laughing his tits off. Break glass in case of pee joke. He was brought in to the WWE to be shit on. Drug-free urine. (laughs) It is terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit is yet another episode of the One Fall Show. I am your host, Chuck Bean, and you picked a great week to uh, download and listen to the One Fall Show because uh, we've got not only a fantastic week of wrestling to get to, but a controversial finish to last week's episode, which... uh, Chuck, Chuck, I'm going to let you finish, but... I got to break in here because I feel more screwed than Bret Hart from last week's episode finish. Okay. Okay. No, this that's is, fine. This is ridiculous. I brought some total back, travesty back total up with me. Travesty. Will oh, Cherry. I, I'm not going to let you finish, Nate. What the fuck is going on over there? Will Cherry is in my corner. He's here to back me up because my title was stolen from me last week. Okay. The- now, to be fair, I only took half of it. No, it was it was a disputed finish, first of all. So the title would have defaulted back to me if we're going by wrestling rules. But straight up, I came up with Terry Funk's appearance on Quantum Leap out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I don't know if it's out of nowhere when you spend your time in Scott Bakula's closet. Yeah, well, you know what? That's between me and Scott Bakula, all right? But you know what? You know what? That was a that would that was a tra- that was a screw job of the highest order. Okay, I demand satisfaction. Well, Nate, you will be pleased to know that I did uh, converse with the booking committee after the fact, and they uh, did say that we should award you your tenth uh, win as the champion Woo! for the one ball show. So there, there goddamn you go. right, your your complaints right. did not fall on deaf ears. That's right. And while my contract uh, prevents me from discussing uh, my interaction with the booking committee, let me say that this is not the last we have heard of the Scott Bakula screw job. Okay, that that is fair. Uh, but, but you know what? This week, you know what? It's not on me to be defending my title, my epic ten-win undisputed reign as the champion here on the One Fall Show. So this week, you know what, boys? We're coming after your Dick Togo Memorial Tag Team Championships. Dick to go. That's right. Will and I are coming after your Tag Team Championships. That sounds like a great idea now that we've got uh, Will along with our normal panelists. Let me introduce everybody. Starting off is my uh, scorekeeper and uh, the woman that keeps this show on the tracks as much as she can, Miss Erica Bannis. Thank you for clarifying that I do the best that I can because like, man, already I'm like, oh man, we are so fucked this week. It's every, (laughs) oh boy. But hi, thank you for having me back as always. Always great. Always great. Our panelists this week who will be answering questions as we discuss the week that was in professional wrestling include a voice you have already heard, Mr. Nate Bender. The champ, Nate Bender. Thank you very much and i'll have you know that is the one fall show undisputed inter metaversal podcast champion 
give him an inch and he takes a mile. Uh, also, returning with us is uh, Mr. Justin Valentine. Clearly, I missed a lot last week. Uh, some, I mean, some things haven't changed. Chuck, you, you know, clearly let some things go crazy, and Nate continues to run his mouth. So, I missed a lot, but a lot didn't change. Uh, we're also joined by Mr. Shawnee Constant. Hey, everybody. I am excited to have Justin back this week. How you doing, brother? High five. H- high five. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as Nate was saying, they will be defending their Dick Togo Memorial Tag Team titles in our second uh, tag team version of the One Fall Show this week as Nate will be teaming up. I'm sorry, Erica, you had something? Can we not call it the Memorial Tag Team? Togo is very much alive. I'm just saying, it just seems rude. I think you're making an assumption here. When's the last time you spoke with Mr. Togo? He showed up in New Japan in Bullet Club. <laughs> oh, that was weeks ago. Weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, a lot can happen. That's what's happened since then, man. A lot it's been a weird happen. year. Yeah, I know. But you, look, I'm the one that comes up with these questions. I keep track of the news. You think if Dick Togo died between then and now, I wouldn't <laughs> know that shit? Come on. Excuse me. We are in the presence of the illustrious Will Cherry, and you guys are stepping all over his intro. Thank you. That is true. Yeah, Nate will be joined this week uh, in a tag team by his good friend, Mr. Will Cherry. Unbelievable. The injustice. I know, right? Already, right from the go. Not even a minute in. Not even a minute in. Ridiculous. I need to write to this committee because they (laughs) really need to hear about this, how this show is ran. Do you guys have a, uh, a tag team name? Uh, uh, we're the thrill seekers. There we go. We're the thrill seekers. Nate the Great and Will the Thrill. Yeah. All right. There it is. And right. no, there has never been another tag team called the Thrill Seekers ever in wrestling history. Ever. Chuck. You can look it up. Yeah. Never. All right. Well, yes, uh, as we as we like to let you know, the One Fall Show is part game show and part wrestling discussion podcast. How it works is we're going to play three rounds, each round consisting of three questions. The questions worth one point, two points, and three points, respectively. Correct answers net players full points. If the player's unsure of an answer, an entertaining incorrect answer can always net a player a point at the judge's discretion. Each player has till a count of five to answer a question, uh, and the winner of the previous week's show will start round one however because we're going tag team the winner of the last tag team show we had which would be shawnee and justin the uh what was it the metaversal crushers i was gonna say you get it right you guys will be starting this game because it is a tag team game uh you guys will determine who you want to be answering questions for you and if you do not know an answer you can always tag out to your partner is everybody ready uh, we are. Uh, Justin, I know you've been watching a lot of shoot sports this last week. That's one of your great passions and sports has returned. I think I'm going to, if you don't mind, step into the ring to start this one. Go right ahead. All right, fellas. As always, our uh, our rounds consist of Smacked Raw, which is a Raw and SmackDown category. The Wednesday Night War featuring NXT and AEW. And then Around the Ring featuring the news and notes of everybody else that has wrestling shows throughout the week. Shawnee, where are we starting this week? Uh, let's start with the Wednesday Night War, Chuck. All right, sounds good. Uh, who served as the moderator on AEW between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy during their Super Wednesday debate? Okay, this is that guy from uh, WCW, uh, rode a motorcycle, loved Hulk Hogan. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tag uh, Justin. That would be Eric Bischoff. That is correct. 
the uh, thank, the bitch, thank goodness. the bish was back for a absolutely hilarious uh, debate between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. What did you guys think of the debate? It was one of my favorite parts of AEW Dynamite this week. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I think overall, and we've said this in the past, at least some of us have said this in the past, uh, the Orange Cassidy character, I, you go, I at least go back and forth with it. Sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's just old and it, it's like, okay. And you don't fully understand how it can get over. And it's tough to see what's working and what's not when you have, when you don't have a live crowd. But for the sake of this segment, I thought it was hilarious. I had really low expectations going into this thing, and I thought they played it absolutely perfect. You know, Eric Bischoff stayed in the back, except for that punctuation at the end with the great punchline with with Chris Jericho. And uh, I couldn't disagree with my tag team partner more. I would just like to make it clear. I think that Orange Cassidy is probably the greatest professional wrestler of this generation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could sign off on that opinion, but I will say that I did like this because it what what it did is it brought another dimension to the Orange Cassidy character. And I like that. It made me a little bit more interested and invested in the Orange Cassidy and Jericho feud. The the last point that he made, he's like, I'm out to embarrass you, Chris Jericho. I thought that was perfectly punctuated and actually gives a little bit of teeth going into this feud uh, next week on Dynamite. He went from like absolutely non-committed to extremely bold in that one sentence. Yeah, and I liked it. Uh, like, again, it's character development and, you know, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes from this point. You knew the joke that was coming, that Orange Cassidy was going to be very intelligent about something Chris Jericho knew nothing about, but I feel like they nailed it and played it perfectly. Yeah. Kayfabe, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If nobody's got anything else to say, then we'll move on to our uh, our second question. Justin, you're the legal man. After setting itself up, Following multiple clashes on and off NXT television, what match was made official at the end of this week's NXT for TakeOver 30? Is it Adam Cole and uh, was it Pat McAfee? That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Two points on the board for you guys. How do we feel about Cole and McAfee? I've got, I've got opinions on this match, but I want to hear what you guys have to say first because you guys are the panelists. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Adam Cole, and I've seen this a little bit because we saw the Naomi deserves better thing a few weeks ago. Adam Cole deserves better. I think it's time he needs to go to WWE. That was the next. That was the next move. He's done everything there is to do in NXT. When they took the title off of him, where do you go from there within NXT? You don't. You bring him up at some point, whether it's SummerSlam after SummerSlam, whatever. This is not necessary. This will not look good. I I'm not a fan of bringing non-wrestlers into the ring for big pay-per-views or whatever it may be. I'm not a fan of this at all. Adam Cole does deserve better. I agree entirely. I, I totally get where they're getting the juice of a mainstream audience from the Pat McAfee appearance, but don't use Adam Cole for this. You know, uh, it, you know, it shows how scattered and last minute this company has become. If you had taken whoever you thought your next big talent was and you had him visiting Triple H for a week or two beforehand in his office and saying, hey, look, I'm, I, I got to find a position in this company. I'm passionate. Then that blow off works really, really well, where instead you have a character that everyone is entirely invested in 
And instead, this feels like a detraction from his overall story. Uh, I think that objectively, the final worked really well. They all executed perfectly. But it's just the wrong mix. Yeah, this sucks. This definitely sucks, especially to have Adam Cole involved with it. Adam Cole's probably one of the most talented people that has ever crossed through NXT. And the fact that he's fighting to stay there to do such bullshit. Great. Pat McAfee is such a fan that he has his own ring. That's wonderful. But like, I'm with Justin, man. Like, why keep having football players hop in the ring. What purpose does this serve? Who's a big enough Pat McAfee fan that's going to tune in and want to watch this shit? No one. Yeah, exactly. No one. That's exactly it. I think honestly, Vince just had a, a synapse pop in his brain and just was like, oh, let's do that LT thing like we did before. Yeah. Who's popular now? Right. That's exactly what it is. He still has football on the brain and he wants to be known other than wrestling. Yeah. I mean, what has Pat McAfee done besides have a show and talk sports? That's it. Yeah, like this guy's going to get in the ring and make Adam Cole look like shit. I'll tell you what he hasn't done. Enough crack if he wants to be the next LT. <laughs> oh, no, he, he is far from doing... Yikes. What, what sucks is, is Pat McAfee is great at what he does behind the mic since he's retired from football, and now they're risking ruining that by taking him away from that and doing this stupid stunt. Here's the thing, though. When he was on commentary and, and, you know, Beth Phoenix had to walk away because he was being so rude or whatever, that was the weakest smack talk that I've ever heard. Like, it was poorly scripted nonsense. And I'm sorry, I'm just so tired of scripted nonsense from WWE. Let me clarify. He's great at what he does when he's talking football on his show, and they have him Fair wanting enough. to to be a color analyst for football. I get he's a wrestling fan, but that doesn't automatically make him a fit in wrestling. Exactly. They're tr- are they trying to make him the Joe Rogan of wrestling? Please don't. Not. Please don't. I hope not. See, I'm looking at this from a completely different aspect. I feel like this match right here will prove if Adam Cole is in the same conversation as a Kenny Omega or an AJ Styles or Shawn Michaels, this will prove whether or not Adam Cole can make anyone look good. That's I, I get what you're saying, but that's putting a lot on Adam Cole yeah. with a non-wrestler because if no matter how good you are, if Pat McAfee is that bad and the match looks that bad, you can't put that on Adam Cole. Yeah. I'm going to just throw in a quick note. I don't know if anyone else has thought this regarding the whole sitch, but Adam Cole has made it abundantly clear that he does not want to leave NXT, which I'm sure has to chap Vince McMahon's ass completely. At the end of the day, like NXT is still a WDB property. Do you think maybe this was a Vince idea? Because this doesn't seem like something Triple H would do. Like, do you think this is a way to like, I guess like, like, yeah, I know. This doesn't yeah. like this like as a way to punish Adam Cole for how dare you not want to come to Raw or SmackDown. I think that's a fair theory. I've also seen that creative has changed over on NXT through some of the the rumor websites. So there's also that to kind of factor in there as well. All right. Well, let's move on to our third and final question in the Wednesday Night War. Justin, you're two for three. Let's see if you can nail this third one. The ratings war between AEW and NXT is going to have to be put on hold for a handful of episodes in the next couple of months uh, because of Dynamite. Why is that? I'm going to have to tag in Shawnee. I hope he's ready for this one. 
He's not. He, <laughs> As he leaves. Holy shit. Shawnee just jumped off the apron and left you high and dry. <laughs> he pulled a Mr. Wrestling 2 on Magnum yeah, TA man. right here. Midnight yeah. Express beat him up. I, I don't have an answer, and my partner just walked out on me. All right, blind tag, Nate. Get up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Ref's not looking. Let's go. What are we doing? Uh, uh, Chuck, I, I think we need a call here. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll give it to you guys. Uh, yeah, I, we, I, I would show you a minute here, it. but I, uh, I would imagine he'll be back just for expediency's sake. Let's uh, let's throw it to you guys for this uh, third question. The ratings war between NXT and AEW going to be put on hold over the next couple of months during a handful of weeks. Why is that? Uh, Major League Baseball is preempting it. Ooh, that's not what I have here. Dynamite's going to uh, air in different times and dates due to the NBA play. Ah, oh, damn it. Damn, if I would have thought about that, I could have come up with that too. But I was just ready to tag in my partner that left me. I'm kind of surprised you didn't, but uh, hey. That's the way it. Uh, that's the way it falls for this one. No one getting the three points on this. While we're talking about AEW, uh, can we please mourn the loss of uh, Sue's minivan? Mm-hmm. She just seems like a nice lady. Like she didn't deserve that. I mean, it's probably not her minivan. Also, why was there a camera set up on the inside to catch the the slapjack going through the window? Yeah. Why was that? <laughs> Come on. They went to minivans R Us. It's for her own personal use. Okay, leave her alone. Um, I kind of wish they would have done this a little further down the road, but yeah, uh, it's a sad, sad personal day. use. Like what? She films homeless people fighting. <laughs> No, it's in case somebody tries to break in her minivan like they did. That's exactly what it is. Oh, oh, it's like an anti-theft device. Right. Okay. She's got a ring doorbell just pasted to the side of her car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Don't you? No. <laughs> so so this uh this is turning into a handicap match here. Uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm I would imagine uh Shawnee is working on his connection right now. But uh, we'll keep moving forward. Erica, give us uh, give us a, what the points are at the end of round one. Well, at the end of round one, we have the Metaversal Crushers with three points. Thrill Seekers yet to get on the board, but oh my Total god, goodness, he is he's he is back. It's a run-in. <laughs> Play his music. <laughs> it's more of a jog in. A leisurely stroll in. I was worried, but my partner jumped off the apron and walked out on me, man. I was going for the tag. You're Adam Page strolling back to the ring after assisting FTR to the back. Right, right. All right. Well, uh, once again, Erica, give us the points at the end of round one. At the end of round one, we have the Metaversal Crushers with three points and Thrill Seekers yet to get on the board. But just go ahead and rub it in. What was the question we missed while I was gone? No, no, no. Why why are we going? Why are we back? Okay, I'll hear it in editing. My bad. (laughs) Referee decisions are final, man. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll let the Thrill Seekers uh, have control of the next round so they can get on the board. You guys got smacked raw and around the ring to choose from. Uh, let's go around the ring. All right. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week. WWE is still considering holding SummerSlam at a location other than the Performance Center after reports of the cruise ship and the beach surface last week as potential settings. Which city is now reportedly a potential location for the biggest party of the summer? Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to guess somewhere in Florida. Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Uh, that's not what I have here. So we'll kick it over to uh, the Metaversal Crushers. 
Uh, last we checked, Justin, you're the active uh, guy in the ring. So what do you think? Where, uh, where, what city have they, uh, are they looking at for the biggest party of the summer? Shawnee, I have a good guess, but if you are confirmed, I'll tag you in. Mm, yeah, my guess is parts unknown. Fantastic. <laughs> so I'm going to go Atlantic City. That's correct. Uh, do we think SummerSlam is going to be anywhere other than Performance Center? It sounds like a fun idea, but I mean, in these uh, difficult times, as many people say, I, I can't see SummerSlam. Atlantic City, Jersey. <laughs> that the only one that we know of, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's got to be a Donnie Trump move. It's, uh, hey, Donnie Trump, I need a building. Because I, I know the other tag team is going to be negative with this. I'm going to be optimistic. UFC has pulled it off at a couple different locations. Um, I think for this bigger pay-per-view, they might be able to find something. It might be last minute. It might be a little odd. But for the question of will it be anywhere but the Performance Center, I think yes. Well, how many people are going to get sick, though? I mean, if they if they do it anywhere outside of the performance center, how many people uh, how many people are they directly responsible for getting sick now? now? Now, are they trying to do this with fans or are they just trying to an empty stadium, just a different stadium? There is no way that Vince is going to film an empty stadium. No way. You bring the fake crowd. tickets on that. Yeah. Mm hmm. He especially up in the northeast where he's going to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. He's going to try to market that and try to get some money. Oh yeah. Well, he's only got about two weeks to do it, so I suppose uh, we're going to see. Old Papa Vince might be able to pull something off. At least a couple grand. Just be taking fucking Jacksons right there at the door. Yeah, literally <laughs> just just him, his old seventy plus year old ass trying to hand out <laughs> programs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the Metaversal, Metaversal Crushers are back in control of the round. Uh, here's, here's the next question for, uh, for you, Justin. A wrestler retired at the end of this week's Impact Wrestling and then was attacked by another wrestler. For full credit, name both wrestlers. I believe this was, I know Rich Swan retired. I, uh, was it Eric Young that attacked him? That is correct. You make my you make my heart sore by knowing something about Impact Wrestling. <laughs> uh, do you think this could open up uh, anyone who watched Impact? Uh, oh, th that's my notes. Damn it! <laughs> um, does anybody have anything to say about Impact Wrestling? <laughs> well, I, still I on? Yeah, it's on. Look, I, I'm not going to watch it. It, it isn't going to make me watch it. But I I did do some studying about Impact, and I saw that. So. I banked that in my memory. I think they should wrestle in a geodesic dome. I think that's what would bring, bring eyes. Well, they do have wrestling. They do have a thing they've done the last two weeks called Wrestle House, which is some really goofy reality uh, TV show bullshit. But uh, Rosemary's involved, so I'm in. I have no interest. I'm sorry. There's just nothing that Impact has done to make me go. Yeah, I'd watch that. You heartless cunts for not giving them a chance after watching <laughs> WWE for years oh, come on and being let down all the time wow. I have something to say yeah all right you can sit on your wow as much as you want <laughs> I got something to say <laughs> looking at what has done in such a limited time uh, at impact it is appalling that they wasted him on the main roster you had him in sanity he was awesome they bring sanity up and they just shit the bed. So I'm going to tune in to see more of Eric Young 
to see the good brothers, to see their outstanding women's division. And the fact that you're just kind of shitting on impact while not giving it a chance. Meanwhile, you will continue to watch WWE and their inconsistent product is, is sad and it's unfortunate. By the way, I watch WWE for this show so that I can maintain my championship (laughs) reign. I'll have that is it. I, if it were up to me and my own personal mental health, I would not consume any WWE programming because I feel my IQ points start to dribble out the side of my ears every time I spend more than 45 minutes with it. I will grant you, I will grant you, EY got a, a, a real uh, a hard run when he moved up to the main roster, as in they didn't feature him on television. And that's really unfortunate because he is a really talented dude. EY and the Good Brothers are not enough to get me to tune into Impact. It's just not. I'm not shitting on the talent at all. I mean, I agree with you. Eric Young is better than what we saw in WWE. He has proved it, and I'm going to continue to follow it. But like Nate just said, they do have some guys that were screwed elsewhere that are talented in Impact, but those names... It's just not enough to draw me to another wrestling promotion that we already have so much in the week with impact being on the low end of my list for so long. It's going to take a lot for me to get back there. Yeah. For me to watch impact, I have to drop off on WWE and I'm sorry. One of our, 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 uh, you know, the, the headings of our questions is not impact wrestling. So, <laughs> you know, it feels like a necessity to watch Raw and SmackDown every week well, and NXT every week. That's a lot. Exactly. Talk, talk to Chuck, the Impact fan. We don't have a, a, a category called Impact, Wednesday Night Wars, Smack Raw, and then it gets thrown into around the ring with everyone else. Yeah. So, so if I'm supposed to maintain my championship here, why would I waste my time? other than to read the summation tweets from impact the man speaks the truth thank you because you need more tommy dreamer in your life that's why actually that's not what i need at all (laughs) i i i need to step back too because i just agreed with nate for a whole topic and it's weird so can we move on (laughs) all right justin's gone to a bad place we have to move (laughs) things forward We've got one more question in the around the ring. Uh, another opportunity for uh, Justin to really uh, put a huge lead between his team and Nate's team. Uh, fans have been back in attendance at New Japan Pro Wrestling events since July, but they are not permitted to audibly shout or chant during matches to uh, curb the potential spread of COVID-19. Like that's J- any different from any other Japan wrestling match. New Japan has come up with a way to allow fans to voice their feelings during matches. What is that solution? Look, you guys know I played catch up this week. Shawnee, I'm going to tag you in. You're much more entertaining than me. You can come up with this. I don't know if he heard you or if he's just. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, whoa, whoa. Start counting. (laughs) Start counting. We got till five. My partner doesn't want to tag in. No, 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 no. He's jumped Five, off the apron four, again. Four, three, two, one. He's out. We're done. Go ahead. Cl- put it right over here. <laughs> oh, my I, I, have, I have no idea. What is a uh, gentleman? All right. We'll uh, throw it over to the thrill seekers. Uh, I just threw it to him. <laughs> Nate, uh, I believe you are the active member. What's uh, What do you think? What is the solution New Japan came to uh, so that fans won't be 
audibly shouting or chanting during their matches? Uh, I, I don't really know. Uh, Will, do you want to tag in? I'm going to say stomp their feet. Stomping feet? That's yep. a good, actually, that's a good uh, answer. It's not the answer I have. Uh, and I'm real curious to get your guys' uh, opinions on this. New Japan has created an app called hashtag NJPW Cheer that polls reactions in real time so they can pipe in crowd noise according to the poll results. Um, weird, man. I, uh, I, I feel like there would be such a delay on something like this. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> Imagine everyone's phone just not working when that app is up. Well, not just that, but like I, I mean, I've noticed the piped in audio on a lot of NXT programming. And I think they did it during uh, Extreme Rules as well. I hate it. I hate it. Just use the natural sound. And you can always tell when there is artificial sweetening or uh, when they've added crowd noise that physically can't exist in that space. That's annoying. It takes me out of it. And I, I, I don't know what the end result that they're trying to elicit is. I think it depends on where they're getting this crowd noise from, because if it is the NXT or WWE crowd noise, then no, if it's the crowd noise I've seen in sports, then you know what? Not bad. And I think it'll make more sense if they put the crowd noise in spots that it makes sense of how the crowd actually feels, because if they're deciding when the crowd should cheer or boo, that adds to the awkwardness because if we hate what's going on, but they think we're supposed to like it, it just makes it even more awkward. So I think it depends on where they're getting their crowd noise from. I'm very intrigued by this whole concept. There are very, very few things in life that more irrationally enraged me than when they dimmed the booze and inserted cheers over Roman Reigns at WrestleMania a few years back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but I am finding that in this environment, I, I do think it makes wrestling more watchable to have some sweetening to the, the audio. Um, it seems AEW is doing it very much right, uh, but I don't know that that format works across you know 12 hours of, of product a, a week. So I'm intrigued by what they're going to be doing here, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to check into the next New Japan uh, event. I think it was last week's SmackDown that I... Uh, stopped and realized that they had put crowd audio in. And the only reason I would have noticed it is because it didn't sound like the 12 people that I'd heard two days prior on NXT. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it is a just another example of how it's a weird, weird time to be watching anything that used to have a live crowd. Erica, where are we stand at the end of round two with the points? Hello? She's gone catatonic. <laughs> she pulled a Shawnee. She jumped yeah, off the apron too. We're we're having a real hard time with the uh Yeah, there it goes. Having a real hard time with Discord today. Apparently. All right. Well, I've got the points in front of me, so I'll do her part of the job. Uh cuz you know I'm great at doing my job. I can do everybody's job. Uh after oh, two God. rounds, Justin has got 17 points, watch. <laughs> Justin is really putting the uh the metaversal crushers on the board with 9 points while Will and Nate Still have yet to, uh, still have yet to to nail this one. Unfair advantage. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, you guys get first. They got the ref on their side. You guys get first dibs on the uh, final round, which will be all about Raw and SmackDown. Smacked Raw. Um, will, are you the one, the legal man? 
I believe so. Okay. Bring it. After uh, after being verbally intimidated by Seth Rollins this week, Samoa Joe came to the defense of whom? Dominic Mysterio. That is incorrect. Uh, we'll throw it back over to the uh, Metaversal Crushers. Uh, who did uh, who did Samoa Joe come to the defense of after they were being verbally intimidated by Seth Rollins this week? Uh, Justin, do you know who that fucking skim milk on ice <laughs> yes, commentator yes, is? Yes, I got it. Uh, that would be uh, Tom Phillips. That is correct. I figured Seth had said his name so many times that this question would probably be a gimme. But uh, definitely one of the highlights of Raw. And it's really, really weird to have a week where Raw had some real huge highlights. But what did everybody think about this segment? And uh, how do we feel about Dominic making his in-ring debut 15 years after he made his WWE debut? Didn't even watch it. Yeah, first let me say I have a hard enough time remembering my panelists' names. So Seth Rollins could have spent three hours repeating the name Tom Phillips, and there's no guarantee I would have remembered it. (laughs) Um, I love Raw. Uh, I love actually Raw and SmackDown this week. I thought that they were genuinely compelling and entertaining shows. That doesn't mean that I think that uh, everything that they've started to roll out there will finish or... uh, uh, be entertaining in the long term, but I was really into it, and uh, I'm intrigued by this product for the first time in a long time. Yeah, for sure. I and I, I like this. I like this segment as much as I love Samoa Joe on the mic and commentary. It's always fun to see him get back in the ring, get back in the action, even a little bit. Um, and I think Dominic Mysterio, the little bits and pieces we've seen of what he can do athletically. I am excited to see what he can do. I think he's going to be entertaining in the ring, and I think Seth Rollins is the perfect guy to put him in the ring with for his first match. I don't know, man. I have a lot of reservations about this. I'd like for it to work out well for him. I don't know if he's been training at the PC or not, or if he's been training at all. Uh, He's in good shape, so um, in theory, he could probably work a good match. Um, so, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I was not as big of a fan of raw this week. I thought I I didn't even, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even watch SmackDown. Um, I, I, I was actually so put off by WWE's product by raw this week that I, I just, I couldn't find it in me to watch SmackDown. I, I just think it's gone off the rails. It's gotten too goofy. Uh, I really, I actively do not want to watch this anymore. You said the same thing about AEW a while back being goofy. So what's not goofy? Wrestling! Right, Fucking like, wrestle! Like, exactly on your goddamn goofy. wrestling program! I'm better than you. I'm going to beat you and pin you to the mat. Simple. Fuck! Why are we Molotov cocktailing shit? This is dumb. It's actively getting dumb. I can still watch New Japan, and I've just I've just punched out after Extreme Rules. I punched out, man. I can't do it no more with it. Extreme just, Rules was goofy, very goofy. I, I can't no, do it. All man. of it, all of it, and is, they expect you to pay money for that, dude. All of it is bad. All AEW is is just as bad as WWE. I'm frustrated with it all. It all sucks. I thought I thought Raw and SmackDown got away from Goofy this week. That's just me. I saw a little bit of Raw Underground. I saw a little bit of that, and I'm like, okay, I can believe it a little bit, but it's still too theatrical. Until you have one of the 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 Viking Raider guys yeah. in there, or you know what I mean, like that's when it became, or, or you know, Shane just stopping the match for no. Okay, stop, stop, stop. He's had enough. He's had enough. Like, come on, I, it, it, none of it is believable. 
I and, love Dolph Ziggler's blood sport. <laughs> I mean, that, that really is what it is. It's like it. It's like they're trying to to what was his name, Josh? Uh, uh, Josh Barnett. Yeah, jo- they're trying to rip off Josh Barnett. And I, I I don't know if anyone over at WWE has ever actually sat down and watched any of those videos, but it seems like they watched maybe one for for like a minute and a half and was like, oh yeah, we can figure out how to do that. <laughs> I, I just I'm not I'm not impressed by any of it. That's the problem. I'm not impressed by any of it. Uh, it. You know, like having a shoot fight on your wrestling program like that takes away from the wrestling part of the wrestling program, because now we're supposed to believe that the underground shit is real. But the the other stuff is not like it's it's so all over the place. I can't follow it. I can't follow the logic. I'm just frustrated. All right. Well, Justin, uh, pretty much running the board today. Sounds like someone's ready to drop the title. <laughs> uh, Justin, you've got uh, another question here for uh, for the, the uh, Smacked Raw category. Uh, Bailey is going to be defending her SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. How are they going to determine next week on SmackDown who her opponent's going to be? Uh, a triple brand battle royal. Yeah, that's right. You're going to see superstars from NXT, SmackDown, and Raw in a battle royal to figure out uh, who's going to take on Bayley at uh, SummerSlam. We don't know who's all competing in the battle royal. Who's somebody you want to see in there? You know what? I have absolutely no idea because I don't know. One thing I'm still frustrating and confused by is what are we doing with Bailey and Sasha Banks? We have been hinting that these two are breaking up since before WrestleMania. I am not a fan of heel Bailey as champion. I don't think she deserves all the gold. Sasha, a hundred percent. She deserves a shine that they're getting right now, having all the gold. Bailey does not. And now you're within two weeks of SummerSlam. It's the perfect time to have them break up, put on that match, give Sasha the belt. So I have absolutely no idea. It. I mean, I I, I really don't know where they're going with this. I want to see Sasha Banks and Bailey. That's it. I like battle royals, Chuck. Battle royals are pretty great. Why are we putting all of the focus of the entire women's division on Bailey and Sasha for this long? Like it's while Bailey and Sasha are running this program and having all of the belts, like there's significantly less time on the show being paid attention to other women performers, right? Like this week we got the reuniting of the the riot squad and that was nice like i liked that that was a good segment um but i i i really feel like there's a lot of talent that's sitting in the women's division that's just riding the locker room and that's really really unfortunate yeah i'm kind of hopeful uh i i would like to see a mean ass shayna baszler uh pull the belt off bailey at SummerSlam. personally I'd love it. Anyone at, at at this point, I think anyone is a better fit than than Bailey. I just want one to just do a damn backdrop driver and win, just <laughs> smash someone's head backwards <laughs> and win the women's title, and just make it legit. Just get, get me interested again. Yeah, you know, you had Charlotte Flair pretty much run the whole gauntlet. That of was the, everyone, and, and that's the thing. It's that it, it, and I've said this on other shows is that the women's division in WWE hyper focuses on certain talent, yep, like one or two people. Yeah, exactly. For so long, it was just uh, Charlotte and Becky, right? Yep. Like that was like for almost a year and a half, maybe two years. That was the, the face of the women's division. And now it's become 
Bailey and Sasha Banks. And my point is, is that I think that there's so much more talent on that roster that you can have many faces. You can have many storylines going on at once, not just one storyline for the championship and one storyline for the tag championship, which it's been like for maybe the past, I don't know, year or two that I've been watching. And you know what? I'm surprised that Charlotte really didn't just take a page out of Ric Flair's book, her own man, old man, and just run, run down everyone. You yeah. already won the belt. Talk shit about all of them now. Yeah. Name them. And then that way you could go and be like, look, we can we can work with I can work with them. I can work with her, blah, blah, blah. And pull matches like that. That's how it used to be done. Yeah. Why are these guys so afraid to do that now? You you work with a bunch of writers who get fired after three, four months. They rotate them. Yeah. You, you're there. You can speak up. You are getting booked. Well, I, I mean, I think there was an opportunity to do that when programming was still live. But now yeah. that they edit everything, like it's, if you go done. off, if you go off script, there's then they can just edit you out. And that's stupid. One, I'll be very interested in seeing if Charlotte does come back for this bill because she's been out dealing with some surgery due to her uh her implants, which, by the way, I feel like we should just outlaw implants in wrestling, especially now that women actually wrestle and they're more likely to rupture and leak. Um, but that's just one woman's opinion. No, I agree. I mean, it, it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. China had that and um, Jacqueline had that. Yeah. And right. it almost killed Jacqueline when it happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it one can, thing it can that, be a pretty serious medical issue right there. And honestly, on the topic of that, I honestly think somebody's getting into the ladies ears and telling them, hey, you know what? You should you would look better. Yeah. You know, and, and hint that because why would you need to just all of a sudden do that knowing you're going to work day in and day out running the risk? And how much downtime have you had since that surgery? For right. Class, you know, to enhance yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's always a risk. They did that back in the Attitude Era. Like, they basically, I mean, it was just kind of, like, assumed that they would, you know, like, all right, get get some bigger titties and right. maybe you'll get a push. That's just kind of the way it is. And I'm not surprised that it's continued to be that way since. As for just how everything seems to be hyper-focused on just a couple of wrestlers, I think there's a real problem still in the WWE. doesn't matter what gender it is. This idea that a division must be centered around one person. Agreed. I think they need to get away from that completely. And I think that's what I appreciate and enjoy about AEW. I can't really tell you who the focus of that company is. It is an ensemble cast, not a starring role and supports. It's everybody. Well, and hands down, AEW has been better at making stars consistently, right? You've got MJF, you've got Jungle Boy, you've got Darby Allen. Those are three big names that they've gotten over with their audience in the time since Dynamite started. That's impressive. That's I think that's a that's a way better track record than modern WWE programming. All right. Well, here's our third and final question for the Smack Raw category. Justin, you've done your homework this week, my buddy, because you're just nailing all of these. So Drew McIntyre delivering an outstanding promo on Monday Night Raw addressing Randy Orton, in which he recalled Orton saying what during the Undertaker documentary, The Last Ride? Oh, that the Undertaker uh, pulled him up to his level. That's correct. Three points for uh, the Metaversal Crushers who are crushing it. Uh, the build to McIntyre and Orton seems to be pretty good. And honestly, once again, this is uh, on a personal note, this is the first week where I think I actually enjoyed Raw more than SmackDown. 
And that's really weird to say. But uh, what do we think about this Orton McIntyre match going into SummerSlam? I would have Raw and SmackDown even uh, in good ways, but uh, and that's not normal. Like you said, SmackDown usually wipes the floor with Raw, but I love Drew and Orton. I love, I mean, I'm not surprised either. I mean, Drew's been on fire and anything that Randy Orton does is gold in my opinion uh, when it comes to a main event uh, rivalry and storyline. I, I love it. I love the way this is going to turn out. And I'm one, this is the one match for SummerSlam. I don't know which way it's going to go because you got Randy Orton who is on fire. Do you want to take the title off of Drew though? So you go back and forth because we've talked about, we want Drew to be champion for whenever live crowds come back. But again, Orton taking a loss would also take a little bit of, you know, fire away from his run. So I love it. I love everything about this. Yeah, I'm really into it, which is rare um, with Randy Orton specifically. But I think the way that they've written this thing, and we've, you know, s- certainly no uh, shortage of us shitting on the writers here, but the way this is rolling, it taps into my dislike for Randy Orton in the promos, which of course then makes me uh, viscerally mark out for Drew McIntyre. This is Carney's doing what Carney's do best, and I'm really here for it. Yeah, this was maybe the only part of Raw outside of the Riot Squad reunion that got my attention. Um, I think that this is good. This is a good feud. Uh, I like Drew McIntyre a lot. I think he's a great champion. Um, To quote the great Brian Last, is there anyone who has been more screwed in wrestling by COVID than Drew McIntyre? I don't think so. Um, This is a guy who absolutely deserves to be working at the top of that card. Um... I, I, you know, it's interesting. Could you take the title off of Drew now or in, at SummerSlam and keep him strong? I think, yes. I think you could build a really, uh, a really good feud between Randy and, um, and, and Drew. I just think it's a bit of a pivot from what Randy was doing before, you know, going back to the whole legend killer, uh, gimmick, right? Like, I, I, I really liked that. Like, I thought that that was a really, uh, you know, that reviving that gimmick was actually really fun. Um, especially given, you know, his, his feud with edge, uh, I I thought it was appropriate. And, and now it sort of seems like we've deviated from that. Um, I'm fortunately we've deviated into an interesting place and I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I don't, it is unpredictable. I don't know who's going to win this one. That pivot comment, I, I think, is um, very interesting because I, I also I felt like the legend killer thing was going to lead into this match in WrestleMania. So it does feel like they sort of hit the brakes on a current storyline to get here. And then that is um, that is an interesting and indicative of how slapdash things have been, uh, you know, to me over the last several years. But obviously, that's even been amplified by uh by lockdown conditions. That's why originally a while back, I wanted Christian to come back for uh, SummerSlam to have an actual match uh, with Randy Orton before they got him into the title picture. Uh, maybe he's going to murder Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Maybe, maybe <laughs> wow. McIntyre's just a stepping stone to that. That's yeah. That's- Yikes. Well, at the end of three rounds, Erica, uh, let's, let's compare notes on where we stand on points. Cause I did lose you at the end of the second round. So what have you got? Yeah, I have uh, the Metaversal Crushers in a staggering lead 
of 12 points to uh, Thrill Seeker Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa. What happened to creative points and all that wait, wait. jazz? That's right. Yeah, this should be half a point, half a point, half a point. Where were you creating? That's at least three points right exactly. there. Exactly. I know my yeah. math. I know my arithmetic. Yeah, you, you, I'm sorry. Well, first of all, Justin ran the goddamn board the whole time. He all didn't even give them. you a chance to be creative. So Crushed him. <laughs> Crushed him. All right. Well, that leads into our final fall. And this week, our final fall is about Raw Underground. This week's episode of Monday Night Raw saw the introduction of the Fight Club-inspired Raw Underground. Before the Hurt Business came in and crashed it, uh, there were three WWE superstars that competed in the ropeless ring against some nameless opponents. Uh, I will invite uh, both Justin and Nate to private message me the names of these three superstars that we saw in this week's raw underground. And uh, while they're doing that, I have to say um, I, I said at the top of the show, this was kind of a great week for wrestling. There were a lot of highlights. Uh, one of them we didn't get to Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai had a banger of a match to start off NXT this week. Uh, Darby Allen and John Moxley closed out AEW dynamite. And that was fantastic. Uh, what about you, Erica? Is there anything that we missed this week that uh, you wanted to bring up? I can't speak for anyone else here, but uh, getting a push notification on Monday morning that The Rock was part of an investment team to buy the XFL, I thought was the funniest shit I have ever read. <laughs> and the fact that they took it up for only $15 million, which seems so incredibly sad. Uh, I, I did not see that coming. I don't know what he... His business partner slash ex-wife, Danny Garcia, and then was it Redbird Financial? That's correct. That grouping, I don't know what the hell they have planned, but I'm excited to see it. And like I said, it was just the funniest goddamn thing to see pushed to my phone. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's The Rock buying something from Vince McMahon. It's just, it's, it uh, just warms my cold, dead heart. All right. Well, we've got our answers here uh, in my private messages. Uh, I just wanted to say, Chuck, that uh, I think bringing Pat McAfee, a kicker, uh, into WWE is a perfect reason to bring back Snitsky. <laughs> they can have a baby kicking competition. Absolutely. All right. Well, I've got answers from both teams here about Raw Underground. Let me restate the question before I give you guys the answer. The uh, we, This week's episode of Monday Night Raw gave us uh, the Fight Club-inspired Raw Underground. And before the Hurt Business crashed Raw Underground and took over, there were three WWE superstars that competed in the ropeless ring against nameless opponents. Each of these, uh, each of these will be worth five points each. Because that's how that works. Mother, mother, mother. Damn it. I, uh, okay, but uh, Justin, chiming in for his team, said Dolph Ziggler, Ivar of the Viking Raiders. And then because I was probably pretty unclear on the question, I'll take the blame for that. He did mention the Hurt Business, which I'm willing to give five points for those three guys. Uh, Nate, on the other hand, sweeping this particular question, he had Dolph Ziggler, Eric from the Viking Raiders, the Hurt Business, obviously, and Dava Kato. I've never heard of this guy ever. Dabakato. <laughs> Babatunde. <laughs> mama say, mama say, mama say. <laughs> uh, we already pretty much talked about Raw Underground a little bit. And, uh, you know, some of us are into it. Some of us are not into it. Uh, CM Punk said during an interview that uh, he was kind of a fan of Raw Underground and he would like to see the ladies in there. I would like everybody to name somebody you want to see in the Raw Underground Fight Club. Shanna Baszler. Second, you say women, Shanna Baszler for sure. 
I liked it. I just didn't. It, it, I didn't like the way it was introduced. It was like very random to me. Like all of a sudden, Shane McMahon's there with a surprise, and then all of a sudden, the surprise is already taking place backstage. There was no explanation. There was no official introduction. Um, all of a sudden, it was just happening, and I didn't like that part of it. I love this little. It's to me, it's a pocket universe, like uh, like what Bray Wyatt does, and if they craft it smartly it's going to be great if they do it bad it's going to it's going to become like a tumor um i think that forwarding the hurt business with it was uh, a great moment i'm really enjoying this rise of the hurt business i think i had said last week that i felt like they were a legitimate uh, threat and you know taking over this little underground club certainly furthered that if that underground club uh is maintained to have a sense of integrity outside of the, you know, the clown show aspect of WWE. I don't know who I'd like to see down there, uh, offhand. I do want to, to mention the new faction, uh, retribution, which is, wow, that's a terrible name. Um, but it's also uh, like, I'm interested, but I'm also really worried really worried about this new faction i don't know man this could there's a there's a lot on both raw and smackdown that could go either way given the social climate of 2020 uh ending smackdown with retribution felt real weird yeah it did it it, it did it's not just that it's not just that it's that now we have a faction of people who are dressed up in in balaclavas at the same time that we have a whole bunch of ninjas <laughs> running around with Akira Tozawa. At first, I thought it was the Akira Tozawa yep. ninjas. And I was and I was very confused. And that's I just I think that that is all around a bad creative choice. I do like the fusion of those two. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the ninjas with Akira Tozawa. I think the retribution ninjas. Factions. <laughs> <laughs> No. All right, Erica, do you have a final point total for us? I sure do, my friend. Uh, thrill Seekers, while a valiant come from behind effort happened in the final fall, getting the full 15 points, uh, the Metaversal Crushers still came out on top, defending and retaining their title for Hold with, on. with 22 Hold points. On. Yes, sir. Crushed them. Justin said Ivar from the Viking Raider. Yeah. Did you award points for that? I didn't. She didn't because it was Eric. It. I didn't sweep it. I got that one wrong. It was Eric. I got that one wrong. Yeah, he got that one wrong. He got the okay. other one. I'm though. just making sure. Yeah. I'm making sure. Oh, no. no, we were whipping your ass so hard <laughs> that we needed to score no points yeah. for Look, you to win. Everything is a work. The belts mean nothing, and Jimmy Snooker killed a woman and got away with it. My God. <laughs> End of episode. Let's. Well, I would give uh, Will and Nate 60 seconds to, uh, you know, uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I don't know that I want to give Will a live mic anymore. Jesus. Yeah, no, Jimmy Snuka killed a woman. And Vince McMahon helped him cover it up. I think that's true, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Justin, you want to, you got 60 seconds. Did we miss anything this week or do you just want to gloat about uh, getting your two time tag team champions? I don't need to gloat. gloat. I, I let my actions. Gloat. Well, I, we crushed them. Okay. And my actions spoke for themselves. 
all episode long. Two things I want to say that I've been wanting to say. Number one, a couple weeks ago, when this Naomi Deserves Better hashtag started, I gave credit to Charlotte Flair and some other wrestlers for actually you know, spreading that themselves. I want to take that back because clearly that's turned into a storyline and they were probably told to push that out a little bit. So I don't want to give them too much credit for that. My second thing is um, quickly, this Otis money in the bank thing is already a dud. The fact that this whole Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville and Otis thing is still going on. It went from Dolph Ziggler to now the Miz and Morrison. I'm over it. Take the briefcase off of him. I don't want to see him use it for the tag titles. Put it on somebody that can actually have a legitimate singles run. Otis cannot do that. Here, here. So what you're saying is y'all got worked on the Naomi thing. Yeah, well, just like oh, was the man. Pat McAfee, uh, Adam Cole incident, was that a work? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly certain it was. Shawnee, you got about 60 seconds. What did you like to uh, let the fans know about before we wrap things up today? Well, we crushed them, Chuck. I think that's really what's important here. Uh, it was a good week in wrestling, but it was a better week here on the One Fall Show. All right, excellent. Uh, Nate, anything? Jimmy Snuka killed a woman. Why would you do that, Chuck? I, I just wanted to check back in. I wanted to see if I was missing anything. <laughs> Erica, uh, where could people such find a great you? <laughs> Before I... So how about that Marty Janetti? Oh, eh? I, was, no, I was just going to say that for her. I swear to God. Because I'm like, the one thing that we didn't cover this week is Marty Janetti may or may not have killed somebody. And I'm going <laughs> right. to steal a joke from my husband. And that's going to kind of full circle everything that we've talked about the past 10 minutes. But Marty Janetti is the Marty Janetti of Jimmy Snookas. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So I can't take credit for that. That joke came from my husband. And, and if anything, I'm like, that joke is just proof of why I married that man. Oh, my God. So, yes. This and show that, has completely so gone good. away from us. Marty Janetti is the Marty Janetti of Jimmy Snookas. That's perfect. I'm going to tell. Oh, man. Honey, you popped the boys. They loved it. Uh, and he just gave a thumbs up. <laughs> So if people want to hear about all of my other ramblings, they could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Bannis. I may talk about Marty Gennetti or Jimmy Stuka or not at all. Who's to say? I don't know. It depends on the day. You can find me on Twitter at Jimmy Snuka killed a woman. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jimmy Snuka killed a woman dot org. <laughs> this is horrible. That's not that's not funny at all. That's sad. Man, I'm going to Justin. Where can people find you online? Oh, man, uh, I don't know if they want them to find me when they find out I'm a part of this mess. Um, at JV underscore sports underscore talk on social media and JV sports talk.com. Yeah, this is two weeks in a row that the show has gone off the rails at the end, and like it's funny, but uh, this one this one's also really uh, kind of underhanded. Shawnee, where can people find you online? You can find me on Instagram at shawnee.constant, and you can uh. Find me manning the One Fall Show Twitter account. Uh, I think that's at One Fall Show. Yes. Quantum Leap! <laughs> you can find Nate apparently at Quantum Leap, all caps. All caps. Uh, I've been your host, Chizuk Bean. You can, of course, find me on uh, the Nerd Radio podcast, the Talk Horror to Me podcast with Shawnee. And Mondays through Saturdays uh, from 7 to midnight on 101 WRIF. Uh, also, wanted to give a shout out before we left to uh, the Daily Smark kind of uh, giving us a, a little bit of a, a the rub on Twitter saying that we were pretty awesome. We think you guys are pretty awesome too. Yeah. So thanks for that. Find them at the daily smart and find us right back here next week for another episode of the one fall show. 
Hopefully, no one will have killed anybody by then. Oh, man. Uh, all right, guys. That was that was a fun episode. Yeah, that was great. Yo, Shawnee jumping off the apron on me a couple times was great. I mean, everything about this episode was awesome. Oh, no. The, yeah. every, everything was, was hilariously fun. That was great. Would anyone like to know of the potential episode list that I've curated? Oh, yes. This is be great. In no particular order, uh, Scott Bakula screw job redux. <laughs> uh, well, then I just have straight up Adam Cole deserves better. Uh, this episode has an LT crack joke. <laughs> Let's see, uh, fucking wrestling on your goddamn wrestling program. Uh, <laughs> at first, I thought it was secure as I was ninjas, and then because we're awful people, Jimmy Snuka killed a woman and got away with it. <laughs> 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 um, that's been an inside joke with will and i for like th- what three pay-per-views literally now? it's like imagine every news thing like ladies and gentlemen i have to report to you at <laughs> dallas texas that jimmy snooker killed a woman and Vince McMahon covered it up well no what we were wa- we were watching uh what is his name Ro- uh rosenberg um oh, peter, rosenberg. peter rosenberg we were watching him do the pre-show and he's talking about Tamina and he goes, you know what? And there's like a big pause. And I go, what if he just goes, her dad killed a woman <laughs> like out of nowhere, no, nowhere, like on WWE TV. And it, we just fucking died about it for about a, a good, like, I don't know, the six rest hours. of the, yeah, the rest <laughs> of the hours fucking day. Jimmy Snooker murder someone. That would have been the most amazing mic drop. It would have. Right. Thank you. I would have blown my mind. I would have. I would have lost my shit. Oh, my God. Like, like Pete Rosenberg says that. And then like a Looney Tunes cartoon just makes a cloud of dust and runs (laughs) on camera. And all that's left is his goofy, fuzzy hair and that dust cloud. Like how much how much would he get through before they cut him off? Before they cut it, like just cut away from the literally Jimmy Snookum. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm sorry to uh, bring you guys into our uh, our horrible inside horrible. joke. I'm not. Why not? <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> yeah, either we're going to see a notable uptick over the next couple of weeks from our uh, from our off color jokes, or we're going to see all twelve listeners just disappear. <laughs> well, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> 14 this week 14 Whee! listeners. 14 yeah. say so we hot shot at the show Nate there we go